Have you hugged a ripen? Wagered a podcast bet? Toasted to friends at Clover Pine? Prove it all to your friends with Crossword merch available now in the gift shop. T-shirts, hats, mugs, stickers, and a whole lot more. Your purchase supports the show and keeps us running. Go to GhostbustersHQ/shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. This week on the program, Adam Savage is back and he's got an awesome uh, set walkthrough of Spangler's Farmhouse. Farm. It is so weird to say Egon's Farmhouse. How fun is that? Uh, he's got an awesome walkthrough of Egon's Farmhouse. We're also talking about the Den of Geek article with Jason Reitman. Uh, Chris has a lot to say about a certain Mel Magazine Stay Puffed S'more article. We're also talking about the 35th anniversary of Real Ghostbusters. Stay tuned. Fun show coming up. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! Anyway. I don't know. I don't understand movies. Sometimes they I, they go awry, and you just can't. I don't understand. I don't understand. I understand the premise of triplets. I don't understand <laughs> how they're going to make this one work. Was I'm one of the excited. embryos frozen? Is that what it comes down to? One of the embryos was frozen. That's probably it. There, I, I've written triplets. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's already there. I mean, I <sighs> the, the thing about triplets is that. I love some comedic Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like I just recently rewatched Last Action, Last Action Hero, right. just because I love when he kind of you know takes a piss out of himself. And uh, Kindergarten Cop, like whatever it is about Ivan Reitman, brings out the best in that guy. Between Kindergarten uh, Cop yeah. and Twins and Junior, and so I can see you know. that. I've just never watched any of these. Like I don't recall watching Twins. I've seen enough clips that I kind of feel like I know I've seen the movie, but I, I know I've never sat down to watch it. Interesting. Same goes for Junior. Um, I may have seen Kindergarten Cop. Uh, well, you just lost Ivan for the five minutes that he was listening. Uh, Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> well, <laughs> no. Hey, I poured a lot of money into a very particular IP he hasn't cut in. Uh, you know, it'll shall go uh, nameless. I like Dave. I like his movies. It's just I, I don't know what it is. I just haven't just haven't seen them. Maybe that's what we, should, we should like. You should watch them and then we should talk about them. Because if oh. they're if that's kind of a big blind spot in your uh... that yeah, it kind of is. I to be honest, it goes. Uh, I think it might be that. Yeah, that could be it. I think it might be an age thing because I think I was old enough that I watched a lot of these guys. You know. Uh, uh, in their action stuff so that when they went to comedy I was just kind of like meh I'm not that and of course by the time they went to their comedy I was getting older and jaded and teenager anyways right yeah. so throw mama from the train I haven't seen throw mama from the train right? like, oh, that's this, a, and you have to that's a wonderful every time one. these every time these guys go into comedy I'm not necessarily against it it's just part of me is like meh no no and sometimes I, it works. Sometimes I mean, you do end up with your stop or my mom will shoots uh, and it's like uh, okay but um. Yeah, we should do. Yeah. We should do that. We should go back through the. Wait, which one's throw Mama from the train? Estelle Getty. No. Billy Crystal. Uh. 
throw mama Let's from the train is Danny DeVito and Danny Billy DeVito. Crystal. No, I was, yeah, yeah. Actually, actually, I was thinking. Uh, oh, and throw mama for three is um, I forget her name from Goonies. It's Estelle Getty is in. I was thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah, of Stallone and Estelle it's Getty. Mama Fratelli and, and, and throw mama from the train. Yeah, uh, stop or yeah. my mom will shoot. That's the one I'm thinking. Yeah. But um, but anyway, so yeah, yeah triplets. Anyways. And, and it still may not happen. I mean, it's one of those things that uh, Eddie Murphy was attached to for, I don't know, it's been five, ten years now. And yes. and he's too busy well. now, so uh, Tracy Morgan's attached to it, and they're trying to shop it around. And, and it may, I mean, if you have yeah, a, a legacy sequel to something that I don't know that anybody has been like, oh, well, I got to see a sequel to Twins. Um, <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, it's like, it's Schwarzenegger, it's DeVito, it's Tracy Morgan. It could be pretty funny. So let's put it this way: I don't. I think Schwarzenegger's cachet in Hollywood is pretty strong still, and DeVito is top of the top of the comedy heap of his age group. Right? Thanks. Like, it's uh, always sunny. Yeah. Yeah. Precisely. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't Tracy know. Morgan's could. got Last OG, which uh, just had, a, the, I think, the most recent season just started, or is about to start. God, a that couple movie seasons would be so much chaos with Tracy Morgan in it. <laughs> so much chaos. <laughs> I just, any dialogue scene between Schwarzenegger and Tracy Morgan, oh that's my God. just let the camera roll and let's see what happens. Holy crap. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, well, we. Yeah. What do I know? I don't know. Hey, welcome everybody to Flight 737 of the Interdimensional Crossrip. <laughs> this is probably going to be one of the shorter episodes. We had Super a longer short. episode, and if you can't hear it in Chris and my voices, man, we are tired. Um, so, uh, but there's stuff going on. There's fun things to uh, to talk about. I really want to dive into that Adam Savage uh, video because yeah. there's there's lots in there too. So, uh, without any further ado, we're just going to kick it all into the news. Hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to treat your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, yeah, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. All right, Chris, let's start with the lead top story for this uh, here program. Uh, mm. There is a t shirt that is for sale in the United Kingdom. Uh, it reminds me of uh, the shirts that came out for episode one, The Phantom Menace. It has that kind of like marble uh, t-shirt uh, <laughs> um, okay. material. And uh, it's got a pretty cool design on it. I like it. And you get to see a couple of the characters in the flight suits. Um, no, that really? is not the top story. It, it's a very funny sh- and cool shirt. Uh, I, it's one of those that I will probably end up some way, somehow trying to find a way to get. But uh no, How did I, I missed this one. It's a check. I think was it Martin? GB News? Yeah, G, <laughs> just check GB News. Jason's got it. That guy. Now that it is his full time job, I'm like, I, your YouTube feed is just like the. They're gonna tell you to take a breath, man. Take it easy. Um, but yeah, I think Martin Dudson Dodson, uh, who uh, is a, a listener of the show, sent it to us. It's it's in our uh, crossroad feed there, but. Um, no, uh, oh. it, it's a fun shirt. That's I'm just being um, being cheeky. Um, the uh, tested uh, the Adam Savage uh, web series up on YouTube. Uh, he did his uh, Ecto One drive that was like two or three weeks ago. Now at this point that you're listening to this, um, they launched another video. These kind of I don't know what their release cadence is. It just kind of happens. They just kind of release them and whenever they feel like it. Um, 
Because it was, the, uh, what is today? Wednesday. And I don't think the yes. last one went up on a Wednesday, did it? Mm. I'd have to go back and look. Maybe they are doing them on Wednesdays and I'm just oblivious. We're close because I feel like we saw it just barely before we just before we recorded. So maybe it's like a Wednesday yeah. thing. But uh, but this one is is excellent. It is very in depth. It goes uh, about fourteen minutes long. So if that gives you any any indication as to the amount of content that's in it, it's it's pretty great. Um, so check it out if you haven't seen it. Uh, essentially, Adam Savage goes on a, a tour with the um, the set deck of uh, the farmhouse and. And and you get to see multiple rooms. Uh, if you're very spoiler conscious, there is nothing spoiled in this video um, except for some Easter eggs. I know you were a little hurt because you're like, I wanted to look for those. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I wasn't that hurt. Uh, I, I was the, but I, but I did enjoy that. I was like in the background when it was tiny. I was like, I think that's a Cheez Its box. And he's like, Show me some Easter eggs. The guy's like, Close up of Cheez Its box. I was like, Well, okay, that kind of took the fun we out used of it. To have more right. Twinkies here, but Budweiser cans. Um, <laughs> Budweiser. Pudding. That's not an Easter egg. He just yeah. There's, Egon there's likes stacks pudding. and stacks of snack packs are kind of funny. But somebody's uh, adding that to the Ghostbusters wiki right now. Egon also really likes. He pudding. loves his junk food, man. <laughs> for for being a scientist, he loves his junk food. But uh, so yeah. So the the video is great, and uh, Adam Savage is sort of like. Uh, I, I equated it to the Huel Hauser, California's Gold uh, interviewee, because he goes in and he just asks a million questions. Wow, yeah. what's that? What does that do? <laughs> Can I touch that? Can I play with that? Like, so good. And it's just so much fun to, like, his energy rubs off on the people that he's interviewing. So the, the yeah. set deck guy kind of seems like an even-keeled, you know, has been there, seen that, has built that, and uh, and and kind of like bring some of the childlike wonder out in, in that guy, just having Adam Savage around. Um, but things that we learned, or things that I learned from this mm-hmm. particular uh, video, number one, the farmhouse set that they built out there in Alberta, um, out on location in the middle of, of that field, uh, was an exterior and an interior set, which is something, yeah. and, and Adam Savage points that out, it's rare. Like usually you, if you're going to build a house from scratch, you don't build the interior there. That's foolishness. You have more control if you build it on a soundstage in the first place. So why would you build a house in the middle of, of, of a farm and then build all of your sets on the inside? Well, it, chances are they probably wanted to, if you're going to be on that location, you're going to want to uh, get as much out of it as, as humanly possible. And they really built this house. It's so cool. Like, I can't believe that they actually literally built a house for the film. Um, mm-hmm. And then they show the the second story where they didn't do, they didn't finish anything. It's just all of the, the lumber and the, the, scuff, the uh, skeleton of the home. But yeah. Um, so that was, that was a revelation to me because we did know that they built at least part of the house on a soundstage. And now we know that they basically built the house twice. They built it on location and they built the interior and exterior of the house uh, on, on a soundstage. Um, the other thing that that tells me is that they probably needed a level of control over the house um, to be able to like throw a character out of a window uh, from the interior and have it be one fluid shot where you're not cutting to the exterior and the characters outside, you know? Um, so there yeah, might be some chasing sort of, them, chasing them from the inside out through the front door, yeah, the front you, yard sort of thing. A, or, a steady cam shot that, you know, yeah, yeah f- follows them through the house, which um, <laughs> to be honest, it also just, I mean, depending on what their schedule, like it may have just been uh, an advantage to, you know, uh, canny uh, planning to be able to 
Because the thing is, is it's it's a couple hours away where they did yeah. the, the house uh, outside. It's a couple hours away from where they were filming inside. So, and you need rain you know, cover. That's a, like uh, Calgary is yeah. probably a lot like Colorado where just out of nowhere, it starts raining and it's like, ah, well there goes whatever we were going to be doing outside. So let's go inside and well, shoot a couple yeah, scenes exactly, while we right? have the time. It, it just gave them the option of if you're hauling them out there to do certain exterior shots, you have the option then of, you know, depending on who's, you know, the call sheets and all that. It just felt like it gave them more options yeah. in terms of, I mean, the simple one is to say coverage, but given the, the distance between that and the studio, uh, I think it just gave them more options too of everybody's out here anyways, right? Let's just pick up this shot and this shot and, or if something needs to change, they're like, no problem. We'll strike the, you know, we'll, we'll yeah. shuttle everybody back tomorrow you know, or a couple of days from now, we'll do some more shooting tomorrow. It just more flexibility in your shooting schedule. And they I had think. to move fast. They had to move really fast, which we we found out in that uh, that other article, which we'll talk about in a second. But um, yeah. so yeah, it, and and we do get a good set tour. It's kind of funny to hear Adam Savage be like, "And now let's go to Egon's study. Let's go into <laughs> Egon's kitchen." It's just, yeah, it's kind of surreal to be hearing. Egon Spangler's name being so spoken much. Uh, so yeah. much. Yeah. So uh, it, that, that takes a little bit of an adjustment too, where it's just like, <laughs> he's talking about Egon. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, and then there's the, the living room uh, set that has a great fireplace. We've seen a teaser of the, the mirror that they have to, you know, uh, it's kind of funny when you watch the original Ghostbusters film, uh, I bet Laszlo Kovacs hated all of the mirrors in Dana Barrett's apartment because they yeah. are always at an angle. He's always trying to shoot around the stupid mirrors that are hanging up on the walls. Um, but they've found a pretty ingenious way to, to handle that in this house. And he plays around with like the symmetrical book stack uh, that's been rigged to uh, <laughs> wobble in an earthquake and not fall yeah. over. And he's just so tickled. It, again, it's a Huel Hauser thing. He's just sitting there playing with this, book stack bouncing back and forth and <laughs> giggling giddily about it. It's, it's kind of great. Yeah. When you watch the video, you get to see a lot of th- like he got halfway through pushing the stack around and then got distracted <laughs> like cinematic ADHD got distracted. Like he's like, Oh, there's like a pull line and all this. And then, you know, and then you watch shots, like we get to see, you know, uh, fill lights in the background. Yeah. You see like, Stuff hanging loose, uh, like you said, the upstairs, which wasn't finished, they just used for. Um, yeah, it's like the dimmer op is up there and, sitting. He's got his computer yeah. and all of the the light controls. Um, yeah, it's just amazing. And and so and I know uh, just kind of going through and and lurking in GB fans the forums. You know, everybody is now trying to identify literally everything that's on the the dining oh, table. Uh, uh, you know the the. <laughs> all of the little kind of knickknacks and stuff like that, obviously that's going to take some time, but all of the equipment that Egon was using to do his experimentation and building and, um, yeah. Okay. Slow down kids. I mean, finding the, <laughs> the gas meter that, you know, Peter used at Dana's apartment. That's one thing finding like that particular bottle of plastic bottle of a bear honey or whatever. It's like, <laughs> come on, slow down. Actually, the thing I noticed too was, and I, I'm still trying to find stuff to, to, to cement it one way or another is, uh, Alec or Alex, I can't remember his name. Um, the, and Google, the Google's or YouTube's, um, 
uh, closed captioning uh, wasn't any help because I think it did both, depending Alec or Alex. But uh, he was walking him through it, and when he asked to see uh, some stuff that was referencing the original movies, he was like, "Here's the box from and." Adam, like Adam ran with it. He's like, this is the actual toaster. This is the actual box. And the way the guy was talking, I was like, I don't, it's, it's the kind. It's, it's not the the one from the movie. Yeah. But, but they just sort of ran with it. And then he takes it out. And this is what confused me about it. Adam's all, this is the one. And I'm like, I think it's the similar make, but I don't remember the one in Ghostbusters 2 having that filigree stamp yeah, on the side. Yeah, it's got a couple of, like, flourishes on it. Um, Whereas I'm pretty sure it was just plain. And that, I mean, yeah, they're both Toastmasters and of a similar design. It's just one ended up with this, this you know, decorative stamp on it sort of thing. But I'm watching it. <laughs> like, the whole point was, Easter eggs, it's the actual one for Ghostbusters 2. I'm like, I'm, I'm really sure that's not the one from Ghostbusters <laughs> but 2. But it does show that Egon was loyal to a brand. And loyal once to a he, brand. Found, yeah, that's right. he, he found a toaster that he liked and he stuck with it, by golly. <laughs> it's um, still a nice reference to have the same model, you know, Toastmaster yeah, and, and on site there. Just that thought process, too, of... You know, character designers have to do this too, where you have to, it's not written on the page. When they got Jason and Gil's yeah. script, they didn't have that, well, Egon has all of this stuff on his kitchen and he's got dishes in the sink that look like he's been stacking them like this way. And he's uh, yeah. been designing this on the dining room table. Like that's not there. So the the set deck people and, and the production designers, they all have to kind of fill in the gaps there and tell yeah tell their own story and the best people at their jobs are the ones who can do that very well and can kind of just tell a story visually by just seeing something. So, you know, uh, so, uh, the, 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 the molds and fungus sitting in the windowsill tells a story. He collects spores, molds, and fungus. So obviously yeah. he's growing some in jars, uh, in his little, uh, uh greenhouse window in, in the kitchen. Um, <laughs> I liked, uh, that amongst all that, there's a a, a bottle of uh, Lysol wipes. You know, <laughs> just just keep things clean. Uh, well, uh, yeah, there were a few production things. Like there was Dasani water and stuff like that. You could tell that it was a working film set because there were also yeah. a bunch of like dimmer boxes and lunchbox boxes and stuff I'm like that. I'm pretty but. sure the Lysol is actually part of the, the set. The thing I uh, – something else to add to the wiki there, kids. Apparently, Egon likes his French onion soup, so <laughs> – <laughs> Judging by those seventies little uh, crock, um, the the yeah, whatever they call those, those the, dishes. Yeah, I don't know those what they call those particular those, those yeah. particular ceramic uh, little crock pots with the with rounded the, with the, rims, the handle, and the, yeah. And, that, which were specifically for making uh, like fake soups in. Maybe maybe, uh, maybe Egon loves him some fondue or something. Oh, um, oh, I no, not fondue, sir. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Bad Troy, no. All right, fine. Not a fun. <laughs> um, but he could have worn a Stetson hat. Yeah, that's. I'm. I really hope that maybe they somehow managed to give us a flashback or a photo. Photo. I'll take a photoshopped photo of him in a, <laughs> of in his uh, in a Stetson in his Stetson. Um, I'm trying to think if I've ever yeah. seen something similar to that. Not really. No. The th- the thing is, is they're beautiful sets. It didn't give a heck of a lot away. Uh, I mean, they showed a shot of him rifling through, you know, which was just uh, tone, like the, you know, the pile of papers with, with the, um, what do you call it? Formulas and, and all that scribbled all over. Yeah. It. There's nothing really there. 
Um, it was a nice touch that, you know, the books were on like, you know, modern electronics and things like that. You could see little statuettes that could, you know, you know, the occult is more of Ray's thing, but there's enough overlap between their two Venn diagrams that, you know, Egon has a few things that he, you know, of ancient history that he kind of is drawn to and all, but nothing that goes. And this is, and that was the other thing. And, they, and here's his, uh, what did, uh, Adam call it? His murder wall about whatever the mystery was. <laughs> Which we didn't get to the see. Mine. Yeah. They were didn't very to careful to not of. show that. Yeah. Um, so n- although the one thing I'm curious about, and again, it may just be kind of like filler is Egon got really fixated on like clocks and watches there at the end for whatever reason. Because uh, we saw a lot of that. I didn't, I didn't a connect lot of, that. Yeah, there were a lot of like. That table was covered with half disassembled clocks and there was a watch on a stand and a, a shallow bowl hmm. of parts, you know, the kinds that watchmakers use as they, you know, disassemble things so they don't lose them. It's just, and that's something that never, I mean, he was a tinkerer and, and you know, a practical engineer in his own way, but was that just, you know, one of those hobby things like. Like, yeah, are we going to get that line where it's like, it cal- it was the kind of thing that calmed him, right? Like just, that, <sighs> or that's what a guy like you got to. Descending into madness or something and he needed well, some sort too, of like, yeah. yeah. Or just, <laughs> that might be doing uh, uh watch uh, repair guys, watchmakers uh, a disservice. Oh, <laughs> no, no. I'm I going mean, mad. I, I need no, to I mean, repair he needed, watches. You know, much in the way that when you watch like yeah. the Matt Stone, Trey Parker documentary that they say that they need to sit and build Legos at the end of their production day because it's just like, I need something that is, is detailed, instructional, and I can just follow orders and I can just go Zen at the end of the day. So maybe, right. you know, yeah. whatever Egon's fixated on, he just has to sit and fix watches or that's how he was making his living. Uh, when, when he was living out there, he's fixing everybody's watches and clocks. Could be, you know, kind of the um, repair guy for the, I don't know. It, uh, let's just put it this way. It was a really nice look behind the scenes. I'm still very, uh, chuffed to see this thing it didn't really tell us but that's fine i mean that's you don't want it to to divulge too much but it also no it it reminded me of when you used to really love watching those entertainment tonight set visits you know that would come out a month or two before the film yeah they never really told much either it never yeah yeah, but it just kind of makes you feel like you're there and it gets you hyped in it and i do love all of the anecdotal very small mundane behind the scenes stuff um that's just my bread and butter anyway so he could have talked about uh, all of the tiny details in that thing for another 20, 30 minutes, and I would have been totally enraptured by it. But mm-hmm. um, so, so check it out. I can't wait to see more of these. We don't know exactly how many of them they have done, but uh, we have now seen two of the biggest moments that were in the trailer. So I'm kind of worried we're getting toward the end. Um, <laughs> he did say he spent a week there. So hopefully, you know, that yeah. kind of gives us an idea. Um, so, uh, so please, please check that out. Um, and, uh, and yeah. Just enjoy it, like, or or go to GB fans and like Zapruder film the thing and try to figure out because somebody had already figured out what issue of the newspaper that was of the Calgary, uh, is it the Calgary Herald, the local paper? Um, I think that might have been the Sun, Sun, the, the Calgary size Sun. format. Yeah, but, uh, um, yeah, yeah, panning by and it's like Calgary's weather forecast. And, for and the yeah, you know, <laughs> same thing. Like either that was set deck or that was not set deck, but uh, so. Uh, so check that out. Um, there was also a great article in Den of Geek, speaking of uh, making of things. Mm-hmm. And again, doesn't really divulge too much information, but has some great quotes from Jason Reitman uh, talking about 
Um, ironically, the speed and the pace uh, that this film was made because they wanted to make it and get it out to the world before anybody knew that it was coming. Um, and then unfortunately, uh, there was the global pandemic and now it's just been sitting for a year. Um, but, uh, a couple things in there, like it's, it's a lot of the same stuff that Jason has said before that he didn't want to do it until he had this vision of, of, uh, a, a ghostbuster that was his daughter's age, um, you know, picking up a proton pack and he's like, that's it. That's what I want to see. Um, but there was one. And I'm stalling for time to make sure. Yeah, here we go. He says, uh, Gil and I wanted to make a movie that felt as though it clearly was being made by people who loved the film as much as the viewers, says Reitman, about including the original cast, choosing his words carefully. We wanted to make a movie that felt as though the storytellers were handing everything you loved about Ghostbusters back to the audience sitting in their chairs. It felt impossible to do that without including the originals, even though this is a very much a story about a single mom and her two kids. Um, and, and then it goes on to say that, yeah, it was supposed to arrive on everyone's plate before they knew it. It was just going to be this lovely surprise. And now there's been years of build up <laughs> for people to talk about it. So, um, it, you know, I think Jason intended this uh, movie to be sort of uh, handed over and revealed to us in a certain way and now has kind of had to rethink the strategy of it and uh, is, has embraced the fact that now maybe there's good word of mouth and people are building up the hype and uh, now it's finally actually going to come out. But um, I don't, did you did you get a chance to read that one, Chris? I'm trying to think if yeah. there's anything else noteworthy in there. It's all, it's all pretty much the same. It's very similar, you know, about, you know, talking about if he thought he'd ever get to make it and stuff like that. And a couple of nice bits in there. It was a nice yeah. read. Um, didn't really drop any, uh, new bombs on us or anything. No, talk, talks about the family aspect of it, you know, and, and yeah. brings up the, you know, I wanted to make a movie for my daughter and my father, um, which it hits me in the gut every time. Um, just very sweet and, and being done for all of the right reasons. So, um, so check that out. If you haven't read it, please do. We got plenty of time. We got to stall until November. So, <laughs> Uh, That's going to get here a lot quicker than you think, by the way. I know. it. We're, I, we're halfway through September already. It's almost October, and we're the, the, the Halloween is really going to help that speed by, too. So Yeah. Um, uh, the, boy, the Dinosaur Dracula posts alone are uh, <laughs> filling my day. <laughs> exactly. Uh, hey, good news for hey. those of the people out there that were um, hitting up the poor Ghostbusters social media people as if it was under their control. Uh, real Ghostbusters and extre extreme Ghostbusters are coming back to the YouTube channel. Uh, yes. They're going to be doing the same kind of release uh, schedule that they did uh, previously. So Saturday mornings, you can be watching some cartoons again. And Wednesdays. And Wednesdays, you can get extreme Ghostbusters. Um, I have a feeling because we did, we saw, I think it was Maurice LaMarche uh, said that maybe they weren't actually getting their royalties for this because they hadn't figured out a way to monetize it. So, I'm guessing that this has to be limited because it can only be up there for a promotional window or it can only be up there for 30 days or something. There's probably some legality behind it as to why they can't just keep them up there indefinitely. Um, but, uh, but it's good news, uh, and they are listening. So, um, even though you're asking them for a trailer again and again and again, we got one like not that long ago. <laughs> this, Don't forget. <laughs> this was the easier thing to... <laughs> How about we just let you watch the cartoon some more, eh? Can what do you guys think about that, eh? That again? Yeah. Let's um, just do that, guys, okay? 
But what that also means is we can do some Deke Peaks again, uh, which I'm very excited yeah. about. Um, well, I uh, the thing is, is I th- I think it's also <laughs> I think possibly they had a plan and it came to its end there, whatever it was a month ago when they stopped showing them, and then. I don't know if they had it planned or if they sat down and looked at a calendar and went, oh, wow. Um, this past <laughs> Monday was the 35th anniversary for real Ghostbusters. And, oh, coincidentally, three days later, they announced that they're putting them back, you know, going to start yeah. running them on YouTube again. I, 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 like I said, I don't know how much was planned or them going, oh, there's a bit of happenstance that perhaps we'll take advantage of. But I, I don't care either way where <laughs> I, I can uh, finish – I'm doing air quotes, watching the extreme Ghostbusters as they put them up online, watching them on my laptop with software running with no particular purpose. I'm not hearing this. I'm not hearing this. (laughs) You are not committing this to a record. I don't. Sony? No, because here's the thing. If you just put them out on some sort of disc, I'll buy it. A couple of times. <laughs> Until then. Uh, I'm still holding out hope. Eventually we're going to get that, you know, big we gotta box set. we got to get there sooner have, or later, yeah. right? I mean, let's put it this way. Europe put it out. So come on. Come I, on. And, and I do know that the physical formats, they're, they're really just trying to put the most bang for your buck in there. So if it's going to be like a re-release of the films that maybe has the cartoons included, sort of like they did with Back to the Future, that might be, yeah. that might be the way. But That's one way to do it. Um well, I mean, Extreme Ghostbusters is, I don't know if it's as limited as Back to the Future or, you know, the Bill and Ted uh, one or whatever, but yeah, you could maybe throw it on there on an extra disc. Yeah. At the exact same time as physical media kind of wanes away, the thing that still gets stamped into physical media is, uh, what, rarer or more niche stuff? So putting out like all the extreme Ghostbusters onto a disc set is would almost be perfect because we're the exact thing that this is built for. Putting them out in like you know multiple DVD discs at you know for try to sell to kids and all that not so much. Put it in a a box set with some extras and charge us sixty bucks. Yeah, we'll have it here. Take it. Or or start doing like Warner does with their Warner archives, where it's like a, a. a print on demand basically you buy it on amazon and it takes uh, six to eight days to get to you because they create it and they send it to you and there you yeah, go i've never tried uh, that i mean i guess that's an option yeah um it doesn't sound very collectible but all right. well no but at least it's Whatever. something it's it's a physical format it's true. so it that when f- it goes off of the streaming service you're not <laughs> stuck without it you're not stuck with it yeah you're you've got a a air quote copy <laughs> that you can stop go to every once in a while <laughs> And watch. This is not admissible in court. <laughs> Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, go, stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. And Twitter accounts. Print is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call in line is 4702 GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. <laughs> 
All right, well, Chris, uh, you didn't get your final thought in last week because Thomas got it, and uh, yeah. we got some pretty good feedback. Everybody loves hearing Thomas uh, and, and uh, wish well, him a happy birthday. Get uh, well, I'll pass that along. Uh, get ready. He um, uh, he heard about our our plans for our Eagle Moss build, and he wants to sit on for that. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, and I was like, well, what can I get him to like? It's I mean, the thing is super complicated. Like I can kind of get him to like help me a you know, bit and all that. And then it hit me. I've got like one, if not both of the Ecto Lego sets. Ah, so he could be. So I'll make some space and yeah, he can, he can sit up yeah, next to go. me on the big bench table and, uh, it's kind of, yeah, it's not together. something that you can have like a sous chef, uh, helping you, uh, build the, the, no. build the model, but he could be that's building boring his own for thing. A, yeah. Boring for a kid anyways. Yeah. But if you got a box of Legos that you can put your own nice. together, all right, I like that'll that. do it. We got to do some more building here pretty soon. I yes. Just got well, another people... box from our friends at Eagle Moss. <laughs> oh space. God, I got to check. I got to check. My house is you starting gotta... to look like Egon's house over here just with all that. You got to tell me how what you're up to and then i gotta put in a request for that so at least we're on the yeah on par um but uh but i wanted to give somebody you somebody was asking oh sorry go oh, ahead. Sorry. i was gonna say somebody on uh, somebody uh i posted one thing and then somebody kind of replied going how's your eagle moss bill going and i couldn't tell if they genuinely wanted to know or if this was their their way of kind of passive aggressively hinting that stop posting dumb stuff on twitter <laughs> and build your stupid car. And build your car, dummy. damn it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had to I had to point out it's uh, one part, uh, you know, in technical infrastructure failure and one part, it was the summer. You and I actually, you know, kind of took it, took it kind of 50%, yeah. 50% power uh, for the summer. So. But the, the live streaming works really well and, yeah. and it kind of gives us the opportunity. We get to talk with you guys and, and talk uh, between the two of us and um and, and so it just ends up being more of a conversation and then we can kind of build at our own pace too we're not trying to uh explain what we're doing and uh try to do it in tandem so uh it right. worked out pretty well but so we'll do another um, build session pretty soon we'll do a, yeah. a deep peaks pretty soon and uh yeah watch the social medias because uh, especially the build one will give you enough heads up because that one's live and you can sit in on youtube and shout encouragement and abuse and questions at us yeah. on YouTube there. So. Yeah, we'll get something scheduled and and, and send it yeah. to the internet so that you guys there know you when, when it will be. Um, uh, but Final thought, though. Yeah, um, I was going to say, you, you got some final thoughts, and I wanted to give you plenty of time here. So what what you got? <laughs> I've only got one. Did you see the uh, Mel Magazine article? I, so I saw the article, and then I was like, oh, that's intriguing. And then I never had a chance to go back and reread it. So the, the uh, premise of it was something about Stay Puffed and how many well, he, What was it? The, the writer became enamored with the mini puffs in the, the teaser and the trailers. Who wouldn't? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then the them as, you know, smoring one another. Because that's a verb now. I got smored. Um. And I guess it, somewhere it just turned into one of those things of how many s'mores would the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man make, uh, and then it became the greatest uh, <laughs> the greatest scam in the history of article writing. He then contacted a mathematician friend and had him do the work. <laughs> <So> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh man, that's brilliant! I, you can do that. I, you can all do these that? times that I've had to sit and struggle through it myself. <laughs> I could just." Have someone just else get your do buddy the work? to do it? Um, and he was quite thorough. Um, so he kind of, they got the height right. So 112 and a half feet. 
which is the first thing I went looking for because I was waiting for them to say 100 feet or, you know, 125 feet. And I'm like, uh, nope. Or 124 or whatever. It's like, nope, wrong, 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 wrong. You're done. You're done. You're, uh, <laughs> your math is off. But no, they had the they had uh, Reitman's uh, split the difference. And then he kind of roughed the shape like because he had formulas for volumes of cylinders. And then he kind of, you know, based on height, kind of. But the trouble was it was a lot of estimates. And I think he came up with 300 million s'mores. 300 million s'mores. Yeah, as they put it, it almost the a small s'more. Country. Almost a s'more per uh, American citizen. Jeez. And I think actually it's the number is probably, uh, probably pretty good for one for every uh, American citizen who's not on a controlled diet. Uh, or <laughs> suffers from diabetes. So I think it would work out quite well. So it stands to uh, reason that after the events that happened at 55 Central Park West, they just shoveled that stuff up and distributed yeah. it evenly across the country. I, um, I don't know, but I love the idea that maybe somebody ingested it and takes on, hey, uh, Ghostbusters Resurrection guys, I have an idea about somebody <laughs> who ingested some marshmallow, giant Stay Puft Marshmallow Man uh, and I don't know, is possessed, has a power. I haven't finished, but you know, hit me up. We'll figure That's it true. out. It is. It's an ectoplasmic manifestation. It's not real right. marshmallow. So what, what would that do to your digestive tract? Let's just think I about that for a second. Give you, well, give you powers if you want to have fun in a role-playing game, but and what uh, would the health board say about all of that? It's been on the street and we don't the know where it's been. Yeah. The thing that got me is the mathematician had put a lot of stuff together to try to estimate as best they could. The volume of the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, who is, let's be honest, a very weird shape all over. Um, like, you can't even, like, estimate a shape of an arm because his arm is segmented into I'm two like, different sized marshmallows. Yeah, I'm right? looking like, at this now. He put, like, a, a overlay, like, half opacity image of the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man over a grid that allowed yeah. him to start figuring out mass and volume. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. At the end of it, I was like, this is great. And I'm glad somebody else answered this uh, useless question because now I don't have to. And then an hour later, I'm pacing around cursing uh, because I, I, my plan is, and this is where I think everybody needs to come in and give me, I need a, I need people to put their vote in on what they think is the most realistic, like uh, most equivalent to the film. Stay Puft, like the Kenner Stay Puft Marshmallow Man is He's a, he's a great toy, and it looks like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. It does not look quite the same proportions as the one in the movie. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it's a little little different, Propor- proportionally right? a little different. And yeah. that's that's a, that's something that comes up all the time. Every time a Stay Puft comes out, everybody's like, he's a bit too squat. He's a bit too you know thin. He's a bit too whatever. Why is that? He's he's a hard one to nail the sculpt. He's for hard- it's Slimer is the same way. It's very I, difficult. Uh, to be honest, the the twenty sixteen one that they put out. I feel is very close, but what I need is, is I think that's a better estimate. If I have, if there's a, uh, an ecto or not an ecto, uh, a stay pop toy, uh, we should be able to like calculate his volume by submerging him in water. See what he displaces. Mm. So I now need to pick a, the best stay puff that I can that, uh, will displace water. And then, uh, yeah. Uh, from there, it's just scaling it up. <laughs> if I can figure out how much he displaces, and then I scale it up to, you know, because I got a height on him, and then whatever that scales up to, to the 112 and a half feet tall, that is a 
perfect volume measurement of what the Stay Puft Marshmallow is. So what if it's like one or at of least the inflatable a... ones and you put it in a swimming pool and then you well, inflate it and... That's not... No. Huh? No. I just want to see the video of it. I'm just throwing that out there because I want to see <laughs> the disaster that, that happens here. Um, the NECA one I don't think is quite right. He's huge too. Uh, just looking. None of the plushies will work. No, the Mattel, that, that giant... Uh, Stay Puft that Mattel did was pretty great, but um... I'm looking at one and I, I'm trying to figure out if it's... I'm not going to go over and take it down off the shelf. I'll figure it out for next week or in the middle of the week when, again, I'm avoiding work and doing dumb math stuff, <laughs> uh, again. Um, I think it might be one of those the 12-inch tall or whatever piggy banks that they put out. Oh, yeah. NECA did have a good piggy bank or head that head one, knocker or whatever they called it yeah yeah well that one i'm looking at it yeah that's probably about 12 inches tall um so in that case that's not too bad because i could get in there even if like the sure. joints of the arms and all that because it was diamond like, anyway pretty easy to yeah the diamond one maybe pretty easy to um to seal those up and yeah just do a wire displacement um, so yeah, that's my final thought. Why do I keep doing these things to myself? <laughs> because it's fun. And what else are we going to do with our lives, right? Right? Uh. Well, the, the worst part is, is the guy's math is good. I should be, uh, yeah, 300 million. That's a good number. I'm going to walk away now. No, no, nope. I need to. Ah. need a second opinion. You need a Chris Stewart opinion and it's coming. <laughs> Stay what, tuned, everybody. Like all, like all Chris Stewart opinions, you're going to get it whether you want it or not. <laughs> That's the way we like it here on the cross rip, everybody. Um, all right. Well, uh, if you have any thoughts, suggestions for Chris's experimentation, please hit us up and let us know. Uh, I think that would be a very fun. We'll do a we'll do a science project. It's back to school time, so we'll we'll find some way to do our version of the egg drop here. But it won't be oh, an yeah. egg drop. It'll be measuring uh, you know volume of a state of <laughs> marshmallow man. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, um, Chris and I are going to go sleep now because we're, uh, we're, we're tired fellas, but, uh, we'll talk to you all next week. Plenty more to come. I'm sure, uh, in especially the month and a half that we've got here leading up to the movie. And, uh, we'll, we'll be here. We'll be here to guide you along the ride, or at least guide you along your morning commute to work part of the ride, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Am I, is, are these words, everything's lost meaning. Do you Limit. understand the words that are coming Limit. out of my mouth? Man, it's a volume. I don't know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you all on the other side. Who you gonna call? We got Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. It used to be one of my two favorite shows. Everything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh. Next week, though, Careless Pets. 